Hello, hello. I'm so happy and joyous to be here to share with you an idea that is so dear to me, which is how I work with people who want to improve their relationships. Now, I classify this in three categories. I talk about marital relationships, whether or not a person is legally married, if it's two consenting adults in a, in a romantic sexual type relationship, I call that a marital relationship. Sometimes a person, you know, people come to see me for a relationship issue, but it's not a marital relationship. It's, it could be like a business relationship. They're partners. This is really, really common. You know, they're two partners. They started a business together. They're not getting along. It's hurting the business. So that's, you know, so a business relationship also is sometimes is something that we see quite a bit of. And thirdly, family relations, very often siblings. You know, sometimes there's a lot of rivalry and a lot of um, issues there uh, with siblings. But I would say about 70% of the people I have seen in 25 years who come in to see me for a relationship issue is of a marital type. And the remaining 30% are split equally among business and family type relationships. So the question is, how do I do this? Because people ask me, are you a psychologist? I'm very happy to say I'm not a psychologist. I'm a hypnotist. I'm a philosopher. And uh, people say, but how can you, how do you know what's wrong if you're not a psychologist? It's a common and a very fair question. So let me explain to you how I do this, how I've been doing this for many years and have generated so many happy people out there. How do we do this? So I use five ideas, only five ideas, which boil down to five books in working with any two people, any relationship issue. Not all five apply to everybody, but the five books that I use are A Course in Miracles. And I'll explain to you how I use these books and how I use them in the context of hypnotherapy. So the ideas of A Course in Miracles, it doesn't mean that a client has to read the entire book to do therapy with this. I'm just, I'm just saying that I borrow ideas from these five books. A Course in Miracles, The Five Languages of Love, Attachment, um, The Way of the Superior Man, and The Queen's Code. So... I use A Course in Miracles because it is, I believe, the premier technology when it comes to forgiveness. And one of the things that A Course in Miracles talks about is the difference between an ego-based relationship and a holy relationship. And a holy relationship is based on forgiveness. And, you know, nobody's perfect. And in a relationship, for whatever reason, we do expect the other person to be perfect, even if we are not. And that sometimes sets up a bunch of problems. And so I discuss the basic notions of A Course in Miracles. And A Course in Miracles, by the way, is something that you can study for 20 years, and still there's a lot more to learn there. So it's not like we're going to cover everything that's in the course, but I cover the basic ideas about forgiveness, and the difference between ego relationships, holy relationships, the basic ideas, right? 
And we talk about this. It's just a conversation. It's not a diagnosis. It's just a conversation. And in my experience, uh, people eventually come up with the idea that it is true that they can, that there's something they can find within themselves to forgive about the other person. But then they also recognize oftentimes that it's not so easy. This, in my experience, doesn't take very long. When I start talking about forgiveness and holy relationships, you know, it, it, it's almost an immediate thing. Yeah, but I could never forgive him for X, or I could never forgive her for Y, or this, or that that he did. If it's a marital type relationship, maybe there was an affair, maybe there was infidelity. I mean, it doesn't take very long for people to express what their true resentment is. And then I ask them very frankly, look, would you agree that if you could forgive, it would be better for you, even regardless of this relationship? Would it be better for you to forgive? Would you feel happier and healthier if you forgave? And I have never seen a person who disagreed with that. Sometimes it takes more talking to get the concept right, because we confuse forgiving someone with condoning what they have done. And those are two very different things. But when a person acknowledges that they would be better off forgiving, and yet they recognize the human truth and fact that sometimes forgiving is not easy, that's what hypnosis comes in. I say, okay, that's awesome. You want to forgive, but you find it difficult to do so. It's almost like an addiction. We become addicted to resenting the person, to judging the person. And what is hypnosis awesome for? Well, addictions. We can actually change that behavior, the mental, that emotional, or even physical behavior that has to do with forgiveness. We can actually say words of forgiveness to this other person. So we use the concept of A Course in Miracles to help people achieve forgiveness, which has everything to do with improving their relationships. The second idea that we use is this idea of attachment styles. Now, attachment styles is a theory or a concept that goes back all the way to the 19, I want to say the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, Mary Ainsworth, um, John Bowlby, some of those investigators back after the Second War. It goes back a long time. And Mary Ainsworth came up with this experiment called a strange situation where they would study babies and mothers. They would put the baby and the mother in a room, and then the mother would play with the baby for a while and leave the baby. And then the mother would return. Every time the mother left the baby, the baby would become agitated, distraught, right? But the key is what happened when the mother came back. Sometimes the baby would resume playing with the mom, and sometimes the baby would either ignore the mother or be visibly upset with the mother, almost like punishing the mother for having left. Well, they came up with this idea of a secure attachment versus an insecure attachment. It shows up very strongly in our marital type relationships, but it also applies to every kind of relationship in our lives. So, secure, insecure attachment. The insecure type of attachment is further subdivided into the anxious, the avoidant, and the disorganized. And those have to do with the way we, the way we connect to people and how we feel about that connection. Well, 
when we and, and there's there are many many books about this this is a theory that has been studied and validated there are tons of there are people's entire careers in in academia that have been around the study of attachment styles and by the way of all types of theories if you had to pick one single theory only one idea only you could pick astrology you could pick any kind of theory to explain the success of a relationship the one theory if you could only pick one if there's only one idea the one theory that is most successful at explaining what's happening with them is attachment theory because it is so true you know when you have a person who has an anxious attachment style they typically pair up with those who tend to be avoidant and that type of relationship the anxious avoidant is a recipe for disaster but we don't have to become experts in attachment theory at the office i so the book that i like only because of how well written it is and how short it is how succinct it is is a book called attached but there but there's like i said there's 70 years worth of research on this topic a ton of information out there some clients like to read or listen to the audiobook and i give them the reference okay read attached it's one of the simplest books on the topic other times we just discuss it and i discuss the idea of attachment styles a little bit of the history of the research and how we responded to separation and reunification and stuff about protest behavior and all of those types of things that go into attachment theory it doesn't take long for people to say dude that's me how did you know and i ask them okay that's you but just like in the course in miracles it says you can choose again okay so you might be you might recognize yourself to be avoidant or you might recognize yourself to be of the anxious attachment style but you can choose again do you want that to continue being the case person says no i want to change i want to develop the secure attachment style which will lead to better relationships well guess what an attachment style in some way is a form of addiction and we don't use those words but it's a form of conditioned behavior that goes all the way back to the very first days of our lives and in deep hypnosis it is possible to change our attachment styles so there so far we talked about two ideas a course in miracles forgiveness choosing again and that has a lot to do with the quality of the relationship we talk about attachment styles even if it's not a marital relationship and we can change and improve on those areas and that has a lot to do with the quality of the relationship and i want to point something out to you so far i haven't diagnosed anything i'm not doing psychological treatment i'm simply describing my opinions and my recollection of these particular books that i have read and studied a few times and people recognize themselves into those books and they want to make a change as far as making a change there's nothing better than hypnosis and i know how to hypnotize people so we can do that notice how different this is from the medical model the psychological model of diagnosing people and treating them so i don't diagnose and i don't treat and yet i have worked with thousands of couples and have produced amazing results for for, for just about all of them and 
and, it, and we're not done. So there's another book or another idea that I use quite a bit, just because it makes so much sense, right? We do have different languages of love. And Gary Chapman wrote this book, wrote the book on the languages of love. But I'm not sure that that's a new idea. I think the book is excellent. I use it all the time. I, I recommend it to all the clients. But I think we all recognize that. I mean, the book is nice because it puts it in words, what we all know. It is true that some of us are more touchy-touchy, the touch type, you know, unless you touch me, I don't know that you love me, that kind of thing. Other people are more auditory, you know, I need to hear that you love me. Other people don't care if you say it or not, but as long as you buy me some gifts, or maybe we need to spend quality time together, or you have to do things for me, wash my car, put the gas in the tank, you know, do things for me, deeds. And then I know that you love me. Wash the dishes, make the bed in the morning. Now I know you love me. That kind of thing, right? So this might be almost like silly examples when we look at it from the outside. But the truth is, as Gary Chapman says in the book, we have this thing called the love bucket. And sometimes a couple will come in and they'll say, yeah, I know he loves me, or I know she loves me, but I don't feel loved. And you may relate to this. And that's, that's happening because... Your partner is not expressing love in a language, quote-unquote, that, that, that is your language, and therefore it's not registering. For instance, if a person has a language of love that is related to words of affirmation, they need to hear the words, I love you, you're important to me. They need to hear those words. Perhaps that's not your language of love. Perhaps your language of love is, buying gifts let's say so every day you come home and you bring a little gift and you think about this person and you spend an hour at the store thinking of the perfect this or the perfect that you know because and you do that because that is your language of love and that is your way of expressing love and then you come home and you give your significant other this gift that you took an hour to choose and the person looks at it and says oh that's nice puts it down never looks at it again and if you all hurt and you say, I cannot understand this. I bring you gifts, you know, and I don't feel that, you know, we're not getting along. We're not understanding Well, the other person, you know, it's not that they don't like the gifts. It's that it doesn't register the same way that you would register if you told them, in this example, if you told them, I love you, you matter to me, you know, that kind of thing. So Gary Chapman talks about five primary languages of love and then there's subtypes and combinations. But the point is that, when we study our significant other, we quickly realize what their language of love is. And if we're capable of expressing love to them in their language, not ours, then they'll feel loved. And presumably, they have the same interest in studying you and expressing love to you in your language so that you may feel loved as well. And that's one huge thing that causes couples to get along better and solve the problem. And once again, I haven't diagnosed anybody, and I haven't treated anybody, right? I simply talk about this book that I've read, and I have applied it to my own life, and I think it's an awesome idea. So I talk about languages of love and how we express ourselves in a relationship, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's me, oh, yeah, that's me, you know? And I say, okay, but what's your partner like? Oh, no, my partner's definitely like this. And they recognize this. I haven't diagnosed anybody. This guy says, I'm like this. This woman says, I'm like this. And I ask them, would you recognize that if you expressed love to one another in each other's languages, 
the other party would be more likely to receive it, to feel loved. And everybody says, of course, you know, okay, go do it. They try a couple of days and they realize it's not so easy because I'm used to expressing myself this way. I know, but do you want to change? Once again, Course in Miracles, choose again. Yeah, I want to choose again. I want to change. I want to change my way, not changing who I am, but changing how I express what I feel towards you. How I express. Okay, we can do that. Hypnosis once again. See, no diagnosis, no treatment. They recognize a change that would be useful, and we can make that change. And the other two books that I use, The Way of the Superior Man, talks about, it's not about sex or anything, but it's about the masculine energy. And the Queen's Code is about the feminine energy. And those books, are, I find them fascinating. I've read them both several times, and I, and I find it to be really, really useful. And a lot of couples who come to see me, particularly in the case of marital couples, they find that that balance, that energy balance, is off between them for whatever reason. Sometimes it's rooted in hormonal imbalances that has to do with health. Sometimes it's rooted, you know, all kinds of things, right? Again, I don't diagnose anybody. We talk about the energy. And here's how I do that part of it. I ask the man to read the Queen's Code, and I ask the woman to read. In this case, I do ask him to read the books. They're not very long, the books. So I crisscross them. I ask the man to read the woman's book, and I ask the woman to read the man's book. But we make a deal. You cannot tell your partner what book I asked you to read. So it's kind of a secret. And they come in individually for that part of the process. So the man reads the book about the woman, and the woman reads the book about the man. And when they come in alone, the partner still doesn't know what they have been reading. When they come in alone, I, we talk about that, and I ask them, okay, would you like a woman like that? And I never met a man who says, I wouldn't. They all say, yeah, man, that's awesome. And I ask the women, would you like a man like that? Never heard a woman say, no, I wouldn't. They all say, yeah, that's the man I want. And so I ask them, okay, the be your best chance to get that man or to get that woman with your partner or in somebody else is to become, in other words, if I'm a man and I want a woman like that, I have to become a different kind of man that corresponds to that woman. So at that point, I say, okay, now you're motivated to find that kind of partner in your partner or in someone else. Here's what you need to do. You have to become this other person. So now I give them the other book. The man gets the man book and the woman gets the woman book. Now they devour the book. They study the book because they're motivated. Okay, I want to... I want my wife to be that kind of woman. I want my husband to be this kind of man. So they devour their respective books. Mm -hmm. And when they come back, and this takes several weeks, right? When they come back, um, it's like, okay, just be that kind of man. Okay, I'll be that kind of man. They do that for two or three days. And then we realize it's not quite so easy because we have habits. I want to change this. I want to change that. Okay, what do you want to change in yourself? I want to be more like this. Okay, once again, Hypnosis is the way to make those changes. So, five books, five ideas, zero diagnosis, zero treatment. We talk about these ideas. People recognize what would make their lives better. They ask for a change, and I help them make the change using a tool called hypnosis. Problem solved, just like that. Yeah, in practice, it might take 
several weeks. It might take a couple of months, sometimes three or four months because we go back and forth talking about this. But so what? Most of the time we avoid the divorce, we avoid bigger problems, we solve the problem and live a happy life. So there's a, a little bit about how we work with relationships without diagnosis, without treatment, and yet getting fantastic results. Let me know if you have any questions. Share this idea with your friends because, frankly, you know, if a person is having trouble in their relationship, maybe they'll study these ideas. They don't even need therapy. They can, perhaps they can change on their own. A lot of people do. These are the five ideas that will change your life. So share this video with your friends. And if you have any questions or comments, please let me know below. And if I may ask you, if you're getting value out of these videos, would you kindly consider subscribing? It would, it would encourage me to, to, to create this type of content. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.